Welcome to Stories of Hope. I'm Christine Hotchkiss. I believe everyone has a story that is unique, just like our fingerprint that puts us on the path and the journeys of our lives. Some find purpose. Today, we have a special guest. Actually, all my guests are special, organizations or individuals. We're talking to Sue Thu from Vitalin, which is formerly known as United Blood Services. You see, I believe everyone has a story that can help heal, inspire, educate, and give hope. And my talent has to do with blood donations. And that is definitely a way to give hope. And she's going to explain that it's not just a blood donation. There's a lot more to it than you think. Please help me welcome my guest today, Sue. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. And thank you for uh, inviting me to be on your show. Absolutely. You know, with our current situation, I've heard so many people say that you could catch COVID if you do blood donating, because I'm, I'm uh, I do donations on a regular schedule, and I don't know um, how many times I've been told, you know, we're on a blood shortage. Well, I thought, you know what, I'm going to reach out to somebody that would know more about these questions than I have answers for, so I thought I would ask you. Um, so let's start with, you have blood programs, correct? Yes. Vitalin is Arizona's largest blood provider, and we actually serve the needs of 62 hospitals right here in Arizona. And it's actually alarming to realize that every single day, there's about 600 blood donors that are needed to meet the needs of patients right here in the hospitals in our state. Now, um, we talked about it was formerly known as United Blood Services. So could you explain to our listeners that Vitalin and United Blood Services are the same? Yes, actually, we are. You know, we're, we're very proud to say that you know, Vitalin is a national organization that serves, you know, hospitals in 40 different states. But um, it comes right back to Arizona because we were actually founded in Arizona in 1943. And for years and years, so for about 75 years, we were known as United Blood Services. But over the years, uh, smaller blood centers across the country have joined our organization. And so it was decided about two years ago because it's important for people to know who their blood provider is. So we made the decision to change our name about two years ago to Vitalant, uh, which represents that blood donations are vital and they transform the lives of, of hospital patients across the country. So we're the same great people, the same great mission, <laughs> we just have a brand new name. And so I've heard, because I, like I said in the beginning, I actually donate on a regular basis and there have been words exchanged saying that there's a blood shortage. Is that or is that not correct? Or is that based on what you use for your pro programs, knowing what blood is needed or plasmas? Well, obviously, historically, we know uh, about how much blood on a daily basis or weekly basis that's needed for the hospitals. And this year has certainly been um, a challenging year in many, in many, many ways. We've gone from uh, having great blood supplies to having shortages to being stronger again. And that's all because of the impact of COVID-19. And, you know, so right now, we, uh, in the past five months, have had to cancel about 17,000 blood donations. Um, that's about 560 blood drives across the state due to school and business closures immediately right out the gate of COVID-19. Um, that made a huge impact on blood supplies because, 
some of our largest sources of blood donors um, were gone. Yeah. And uh, the only thing that helped us manage at that time is that also elective surgeries were canceled at that time mm -hmm. because the hospitals were so busy at responding to the emergency of COVID. Then back in, in May, um, when uh, our, our state started opening up a little bit more and elective surgeries were resumed, blood needs started gradually increasing. And so we've been working day to day to manage the blood supply. Uh, we've been doing a pretty good job of it. But, you know, right now we have an urgent need for type O blood, which is the universal blood type. And we have an ongoing need for all other blood types. And then a big thing that we're working on um, so critically right now is to try to attract convalescent plasma donors. Um, because right now the need for those donors is outpacing donations by about 44% in Arizona. And convalescent plasma is basically the plasma from people who have recovered from COVID-19, and their antibodies can be used to help some of the most gravely ill patients that, you know, maybe they're so sick that their immune systems are just really compromised. And so they're giving these patients convalescent plasma to help save those people. You know, the other thing that severely impacted us, um, I think most people would probably be surprised to learn that teens are Arizona largest donor group. They're young, they're healthy, they love to organize blood drives, they learn leadership skills, They, but of course the school closures have made a huge impact and now that we don't really know when in-person learning is going to be back to normal levels and when schools will be able to start regularly hosting blood drives and so it's really important for people to think about stepping up to take the place of some of those blood drives that we can't have right now either because a school Schools closed, a business is closed, most of their employees might be working from home, um, or even because so many of our locations, we can have fewer donors because social distancing has reduced the number of appointments at many of our locations. People are concerned that you can get COVID through a blood donation. Is that a myth? That is a myth. So giving blood has always been safe. You can't catch anything from donating blood. And even when COVID-19 became part of our world, we implemented every single strategy that was available to us to make sure that everything was safe. We take people's temperatures upon entering. Um, and it, it's important to remember that we only take blood from healthy people. So if somebody is not feeling well, we ask them, don't come to try to donate blood. You'll be deferred stay home, get better. So we're only dealing with healthy people that we, we screen during the health history process to make sure that they're not suffering from anything, uh, COVID-19 or anything else. Then um, when donors enter, of course, all of our staff and donors are wearing masks in all of our blood drives and donor centers. We disinfect donor-touched areas between donors. All of the beds are spaced a minimum of six feet out. Um, and sometimes more in many, many cases. We're doing everything. And even uh, on the transfusion end, because COVID-19 is a respiratory uh, disease, it is not known to be passed on through blood transfusion. So even on a patient end, um, it's safe to receive the blood 
and as uh, as a way to try to identify more convalescent plasma donors, we're even doing COVID-19 antibody tests on people uh, so that they know if they could potentially provide this life-saving plasma for the COVID-19 patients. Uh, it's not a COVID-19 test for people who are sick, but rather the test that is given to people after they've recovered to, to see if they carry the antibodies from a previous exposure. So um, the, when you're recovered is when you get that antibody test to see if uh, you're a potential donor. And we're doing that on all the blood donations now. Safety is definitely a number one priority, it sounds as though. Yes. It certainly is. That is good to know. And anyone who does blood donating or becomes a part of a situation where they have to have a blood transfusion, there's a process that that blood was already had already gone through. So if someone's a recipient, then it's not something they have to be concerned with. And I'm sure with everyone being on the height of, am I going to die because of this or that? And then you got blood and you're like, oh no, am I going to have other issues? But that's something you guys never have to worry about because that's where the labs come in and they, they break everything down and they do everything that's necessary to make sure this is a blood that's good to, to donate. Because I'm sure you get blood that not that's not good as well for whatever reason, right? That's correct. You know, I mean, we but we do have a multi-layer safety process um, to make sure that the blood is safe for transfusion. So the first thing that we do is we pre-screen donors to make sure that they haven't had any previous illnesses or medications or anything that could be dangerous for a patient to receive. Um, so there's a thorough screening process um, for both the safety of the donor and the, the person receiving their blood. On top of that, uh, the blood uh, goes through a battery of about 13 different tests of things that could be uh, transmitted through uh, a blood transfusion. So we test the blood to make sure that it's safe. And then uh, the donors are also given a, a phone number to call in case you know they get back to home and they think, you know what, I forgot to tell them this or that and you know maybe my blood shouldn't be used they can confidentially call and have their blood destroyed mm -hmm. so there are uh, a numerous layers of safety built into the process and the thing to think about you know even people who might be nervous about donating you or receiving you put yourself at far greater risk and put our community at far greater risk by number one not having an ample blood supply for people when they need it and number two for denying yourself a life-saving transfusion you know, a blood transfusion isn't given as a, a minor treatment for somebody. A blood transfusion is given when someone needs it to save their lives. So when people receive that, that's something that's medically necessary for that person to recover. And it's it's used sparingly and uh, because we need to make sure that we have enough blood for everybody. And uh, it's safe to give blood. It's safe to receive blood. And um, it's important that we have enough blood uh, for everybody uh, should they find themselves in a situation. And kind of a real important thing to just think about is that, you know, it's the blood on the shelves that saves lives. You can't wait for an emergency. You know, it, from the time a unit of blood is donated, it takes probably 24 to 48 hours to test and process that blood before it can even be released to a hospital. So you can't wait till you run out to donate. We always have to be ahead of the game. And then on top of that, you mentioned shelf life. One of the components in blood has just a five-day shelf life. So when you think about 
gosh, takes two days to get it to the hospital. And then there's only three days maybe left on that particular component. It is so carefully managed that it's important that we have a regular, consistent number of people donating it every day to make sure we always have an ample supply. Wow, there is quite the process. Not just going in and donating and then hoping that, you know, that you are giving you're saving someone's life, as you know. Donating blood saves lives and the shelf life. Um, does any of the, you know, we've heard people mix the two, plasma and blood donating. Are they, they are two different things, correct? They absolutely are. Now, I mean, there's different uses for plasma, but some, some people might be uh, confusing blood donation with giving blood to a, a paid plasma center. And um, those are two totally different things. The first thing that people need to know is that um, the FDA mandates, Food and Drug Administration mandates that a blood given for transfusion come from a nonprofit community blood provider. It is illegal for us to pay donors because we don't want to provide that financial incentive for somebody to donate blood. So plasma centers are uh, have a totally different function. They're looking for um, a manufacturing pharmaceuticals and other things to, that, that are important for hospital patients, but they're not the same thing as a blood transfusion. So it's just like, you know, you can use the milk in your refrigerator to uh, make ice cream or hot chocolate. It's, it's two it's different cheap. things. <laughs> so you have, you have a, 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 you know, something inside your body that has multiple purposes. Um, we're making plasma for transfusion. Um, plasma would be, uh, it provides life-saving clotting factors that's used by uh, people who have internal bleeding, but people who have antibodies in their plasma for COVID-19 is used to try to replace the immune system for people that are fighting that uh, disease who are gravely ill in the hospitals. So uh, the need is so great for convalescent plasma, uh, especially in Arizona, is that we've been uh, designated as one of 14 regions across the country to try to build convalescent plasma donations because of our high number of cases. Mm -hmm. Operation Warp Speed is a national collaboration uh, of uh, the government agencies and local agencies and, and organizations from the public and private sector that are trying to double convalescent plasma donations. But the fact that we're one of 14 regions, and I'm specifically talking about Maricopa County, Mm -hmm. um, we're one of 14 regions across the country. That means we were chosen because we've had some of the highest number of cases, okay. which means we have some of the highest number of survivors, okay. as well as some of the highest numbers of potential convalescent plasma donors. We can make a difference for Arizona and across the country. Um, we have specialized donation procedures for red cells, for platelets, for plasma. Uh, the bulk of our donors give whole blood. But we, we uh, based on a person's blood type in their particular situation, we might talk to them when they arrive about giving a different kind of donation. And the only difference that the donor really sees is the length of time that they spend with us. A regular whole blood donation takes about um, 45 minutes from start to finish um, and only about five to 10 minutes of that is spent donating. The rest of the time you're getting a, a health history interview and um, complimentary mini physical. And then your arm's getting scrubbed. You 
donate about a pint of blood and then we bandage your arm and ask you to relax in our canteen and rehydrate and have some snacks before you go along your way mm -hmm. for a plasma donation whether it be a regular plasma donation or convalescent plasma the difference is is that because we're isolating one component out of your blood and giving you back the rest of the components the process just takes a little bit longer so you might add 30 minutes to your visit to Vitalant um, when you're donating and then for platelets, that could take even longer. One donor can provide as much as uh, what it would take 30 donors to give, depending upon their cell count. Amazing. And um, so they spend a little more time. But when you think that they're giving that component that is so perishable, uh, that only has a five-day shelf life, and that's what cancer and leukemia patients need following their chemotherapy treatments, it's well worth the time spent because you know you're making such a huge difference in somebody's life. I'm glad that you gave the breakdown as to where blood actually goes uh, as far as recipients go. It's not just someone that may need it in a traumatic or an all a uh, an alternative, uh, uh, I'm trying to say surgery, it's going towards cancer patients and others that really need to have that too. So it's not in vain by any means. Absolutely. In fact, even the whole blood donor is helping multiple patients. Um, when you come in and you give just the traditional blood donation, we take your blood back to the lab and we separate it into components by spinning it. You know, it's super simple um, technology. Red cells are heavier than plasma. So when we spin your blood um, for about eight minutes, what happens is the red cells sink to the bottom, the plasma goes to the top, and we can make two complete transfusions. So when you give whole blood, you're providing red cells for somebody who's maybe had a severe blood loss or someone who's fighting anemia um, or someone who's going through surgery. Um, and then the plasma in your blood is going to provide clotting factors for people who have internal bleeding. Um, and of course, those are the most common uses. There's multiple uses for every blood component, um, but that just kind of gives an example that every blood donor is precious and every appointment a blood donor makes is precious too, because, you know, we're socially distanced. It, it's, it takes a lot of um, scheduling and, and everything to get 600 donors a day through our doors and, and at blood drives because of the fewer appointments with social distancing. Mm -hmm. So um, we just really encourage people to make appointments and please keep them because there's a patient or two Thank or three you. on the other end that's depending upon someone like you or me to give blood. Absolutely. So with that being, we'll just go right into it. Where can someone actually learn more or uh, make an appointment and, and be that donor yep. you're looking for? It's super easy. So um, all they need to do is go to vitalent.org. That's spelled V like in Victor, I-T-A-L. A-N-T dot org and click on donate blood. There's a link right at the top of the page and um, they can find, uh, they can search by, uh, you know, miles within their zip code or city and state or even put in the name of a particular blood drive that they know of, but they'll find all the locations convenient for them and they can make an appointment. And when they go onto that site, it gives the different donation types. So you can choose to sign up for, you know, whole blood or plasma or, you know, platelets or whichever donation type you're looking for. Our website at vitalent.org, if you click on 
and Learn More tells you all about the different donation types. And we also have uh, a pages on our website that talk about um, that the antibody test we do. So uh, vitalent.org slash COVID free uh, tells you more about giving convalescent plasma. Vitalent.org slash antibody test tells you all about the antibody test that we do on everybody's blood. And, you know, just vitalent.org is just a full of a wealth of information, um, but we're really encouraging people to make appointments and come see us. There's there's a huge need right now, and then moving forward even greater as we get to the holiday season when um, we start seeing more cold and flu deferrals and, and people who uh, aren't donating because they're busy with holiday plans. So here's another question too. Not everyone has access to the internet or has a computer. Is there a phone number that someone can call and do the same? It is. So um, uh, just an easy way to remember it would be 877-25-VITAL, V-I-T-A-L. That's 877-25-VITAL. Or uh, transcribe, that's 877-258-4825. Um, and, you know, or you can Google us. We're really easy to find. We have six donor centers across the valley. Uh, we've got one in Mesa, Chandler, Glendale, North Scottsdale, Goodyear, and Central Phoenix. So um, we've got lots of locations, and we host blood drives across Arizona. The majority of them, of course, are in Maricopa County. So it's, it's really easy to find a location to donate with Vitalant. Perfect. And anyone who is a listener that is not actually hearing this in the state of Arizona, we just happen to be here because this is where um, the headquarters, right, is at. But um, these same numbers and the same website are available for anyone across the United States, correct, Sue? That's correct. Okay, I want to make sure someone doesn't say, well, I don't live in Arizona, so I don't know if that's going to apply. I don't, I don't know where this message will be heard, but I want to make sure that the message is clear that no matter where you are, you can actually also be a donor. So the, that's I, another reason why we changed our name so that everybody had the same name was to make people make it easy for people to find us across the country. Perfect. I love that because you just never know. So I have one final question for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> Perfect. This question I love to ask because it's, it's either based on the personal journey of the individual I am actually interviewing or the organization in which they represent. So my question to you is, what message would you like to leave our listeners based on either your experience with your career or just about life in general? Well, you know, that's a pretty easy one for me because I think about it a lot. And, you know, one of the things that has been so rewarding for me in my job is the opportunity to help people. And you never know when something's going to happen in your own life because tragedy usually strikes at a moment's notice. And um, I just want people to know, I really believe in what I'm talking about because um, since I've worked for Vitalant and United Blood Services, um, I've had three immediate family members that have required transfusions. And it all started um, about uh, 20 years ago um, with my dad when he had a heart attack on Christmas Eve Mm. and on the most difficult night of the year to receive, you know, to find blood donors. My dad um, had emergency quadruple bypass surgery and required blood transfusions from uh, 15 people over the next month. And he required red cells, platelets, and plasma because each of those have a different medical purpose. And because of that, my dad lived another year and a half. 
I wonder. And then 10 years ago, um, my mom had to have four plasma transfusions when she fell and hit her head, and they tried to stop the bleeding. Mm -hmm. And then just three years ago, my brother had a hemorrhage and required red cells, platelets, and plasma. And, you know, we may not all have known somebody who has received a transfusion or required it to save their lives, but the longer we're on the, here on this earth, the, you know, it's going to happen. And it just makes me feel really good to know that I'm doing things every day to try to encourage people to make sure that blood is there for you, a loved one, or even yourself if you um, find the need of a life-saving transfusion. There's three things I tell everybody that everyone, not everyone is, uh, not one single person is exempt from, and that is pain, tragedy, or blessings. And yes. you just shared those two as well. So thank you again for telling us more about Vitalant and the importance of blood donating, as well as the understanding of the COVID-19 and how it actually works for us, not against us. Um, and one last time, what is a phone number and a website that anyone can call and make an appointment? So people can go to vitalent.org to make an appointment uh, to donate blood or to find out any information they want about donating blood. Our phone number to make appointments is 877-25-VITAL. That's 877-25-VITAL, which breaks down to 877-258-4825. Donating blood is doing more than just saving lives. It's definitely making a difference. So make sure that you have that opportunity to go out and do your part if you're able to. And also be grateful if you are someone who has been a recipient because someone cared enough to give you their donations so that they did to give you that extension of life as the three stories that Sue just talked about that, that impacted her life and changed the loved ones that she has within hers. Thank you again, Sue, for being my guest today. Oh, well, gosh. Well, I, I just, you know, I think it's just so wonderful to try to reach out to so many areas to get the, get the word out as best as we can. And, you know, that's how we recruit blood donors is like, you know, one interview at a time. And, you know, every, uh, I'm sure that we're going to get lots of people calling us wanting to help because of this. Thank you, my listeners, for listening and learning about another great organization making a difference in the community. Again, go out there and schedule yourself an appointment so that you too can help someone because you don't know if you're going to be on the receiving end. If you have a story that you'd like to share with an organization that's in your community that's making a difference, please email me to the address of stories at christinehotchkiss.com. Until next time, everyone, I wish you well and you take care.